The Chicago Blackhawks lose their fifth consecutive game, falling 4-1 to to the Tampa Bay Lightning and kind of a wacky night at the United Center. I'll get into Patrick Kane exiting the game early, Caleb Jones being forced to play forward, and Lucas Reichel getting recalled from the Rockford Ice Hogs. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 4th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you can also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And real quick, if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please make sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well, which I always greatly appreciate. And the best part about it all is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast. And by the way, for those of you who may be unaware, I will be giving away two free Blackhawks tickets to a game in the second half of the season. All you have to do in order to be eligible is to leave me a review on either Apple Podcasts or on Spotify and Make sure to drop the name of your YouTube channel in that review as well, because the second thing you need to do in order to qualify is you need to be subscribed to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube. If I see your review and I choose you're going to be the winner, but I go and check on YouTube and find out you're not following the channel, then I'm going to be choosing another winner. So make sure to do both in order to qualify for these two free Blackhawks tickets. Also, if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then definitely go and check out Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube. Every episode moving forward, folks, it's going to have a video uploaded to YouTube as well. So if you haven't done so already, make sure to go and subscribe to the channel. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, make sure to go and smash the like button down below on today's video. And last, go and ring that bell. Turn on those push notifications, and that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, enough of that. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. Last night, the Chicago Blackhawks faced off with the Tampa Bay Lightning at the United Center in what was the 21st meeting between these two teams in the first this season since the Blackhawks defeated the Bolts in six games back in the 2015 Stanley Cup Final. And in those 20 meetings leading into last night, Hawks boasted just a 3-14-3 record against the Bolts, and only two of those three victories have come in regulation. Uh, and also, Tampa Bay had outscored them 81-46 to during that stretch of 20 games. Not very good from the Blackhawks, and I feel like I've been saying this quite a lot lately, but the Blackhawks just uh, have really struggled against the Lightning in recent years. And that same can kind of be said, for a lot of teams we've seen recently, the Carolina Hurricanes, the St. Louis Blues, the Winnipeg Jets, obviously, as I just referenced, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, it's been it's been tough for the Blackhawks against some of the top teams in the NHL in recent years. And with that being the case, funny enough, I gotta talk about this for a second. Heading into this game last night, if you go if you went and looked at the gambling lines, you would have noticed that uh Tampa Bay 
was minus two and a half on the puck line. One of the rare occasions where you don't see the minus one and a half plus one and a half as the puck line, which for those of you who don't speak the gambling lingo, that's normally what you see in a puck line, minus one and a half, plus one and a half. If you want to get risky and ballsy, that's kind of what you take. Otherwise, you could just take money line, which of course is the straight up bet. But yeah, usually the puck line's set at minus one and a half for the favorite and plus one and a half for the underdog. But last night at the United Center, the Tampa Bay Lightning were minus two and a half, favored by two and a half goals on the puck line. And they wound up hitting thanks to that empty netter late in the game. Funny enough, uh, probably seemed a little bit gutsy for the folks that backed Tampa minus 2.5. That's why you got to do it sometimes. They wind up hitting and covering that spread as the Blackhawks fell 4-1 to one to the Bolts. Was their fifth consecutive loss. Their 21st in the last 23 games. That has them sitting at 8-25-4 through 37 games as we start to inch closer to the midway point of the season. The Blackhawks are still four points clear of both the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Anaheim Ducks for dead last in the NHL. So, yeah, not too surprising of a result here last night to Tampa Bay. Uh, I think everyone expected the Bolts to win. Uh, But I will say, even though... Tampa really took control of this game in the final 40 minutes. Uh, after they got off to a really slow start, the Blackhawks were up 7-1, to 8-1 to one in shots on goal in that first period. Um, the Blackhawks surprisingly kind of hung around, I think, longer than anyone expected as well, thanks mostly to a tremendous effort in that from Alex Stalock once again, who's just looked marvelous since returning from injury and might have... Uh, worked his way over Peter Morazic into the starting job for the Blackhawks. Uh, uh, Stalock also got some help, of course, from the goalpost as well on at least three occasions last night. Um, and due to some of those fortunate bounces and the big saves that Stalock made, Blackhawks were tied one-to-one with the Bolts through 40 minutes. They actually opened the scoring for the third consecutive game as Seth Jones Ended the streak, Blackhawks fans. That's right. It had been 124 games since the Blackhawks last had a power play goal from their defenseman. Seth Jones taps one home after a beautiful feed from Taylor Radish. That also snapped his 17-game goal drought for a second of the season, first since November 23rd against the Dallas Stars. Uh, And that one had to feel good for Seth Jones. He'd been, you know, Trying, I I believe, to be more aggressive in these past couple of games. I really thought that had been evident. And last night, that was, you know, the same story. I thought he was, especially on the power play, moving around in different spots, trying to get different looks. I liked seeing him shoot the one-timer from the left circle. And I really hope that continues. The Blackhawks power play has quietly been really good this season. And I think they have the potential to be even more dangerous if they can add that aspect Uh, of Seth Jones firing the puck and scoring goals from the point. Obviously, this one didn't come from the point, but just nice for the Blackhawks to get any kind of power play goal from a defenseman because that streak had been going on for way too long, and it was just uh, absolutely unbelievable. But sadly, that wound up being the only goal that the Hawks were able to muster up against Tampa Bay Lightning backup Brian Elliott. Patrick Maroon went on to tie the game one to one late in the first period, and then in the third, it was kind of the Brandon Hagel show, folks, as he struck his revenge in his first trip back to United Center. He picked up the primary assist on a really nice goal from Alexander Kalorn. 
going down low and getting his own rebound while kind of falling on his rear end. Uh, and then Hagel wound up getting a power play goal of his own to basically seal the deal. Two-point night for Brandon Hagel as the Blackhawks come up short once again, falling 4-1 to one at the United Center. All right, there's my quick recap of last night's loss to Tampa. Coming up in just a minute, folks, I will get into Tyler Johnson being scratched right before puck drop and also Patrick Kane exiting heading into the third period. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all pro and college sports betting needs this season. You can find all of the latest developments, matchups, news, and even podcasts on whatever game you want to place a wager on. And Bet Online is also your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and game scores. And I personally love it because, well, first and foremost, it's both the fastest and the easiest way to place a wager down. And they literally have everything from the NFL, the NHL, the NBA, college football, bowl season. They have UFC, which is coming back right around the corner. They have boxing and they even have golf. They truly have everything. So head on over to the website today, or you can also use your mobile device right now to learn about all of the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. First, I just wanted to say thank you again to everyone for making the show your very first listen each and every day. And now for your second listen, make sure to go and check out our new show, which is Locked On NHL Prospects, which is very important and matters a lot for us Chicago Blackhawks. Your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading into the 2023 NHL Draft, plus NHL Draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every single team. Locked On NHL Prospects, available on YouTube, this app, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, getting into segment two today. Just before puck drop last night, Tyler Johnson was announced as a scratch despite taking the ice for pregame warmups against his former team, the team he won two Stanley Cups with. He was sadly not able to suit up last night due to a non-COVID-related illness. And it sounds like something could be going around the Blackhawks right now is Luke Richardson also wasn't present at the morning skate due to an illness himself. Uh, and he did still wind up coaching from behind the bench. That was the expectation that he would be good enough uh, to be at the game for the Blackhawks. But with him not being at the morning skate, it allowed for kind of a funny vintage morning with Derek King calling the shots. Of course, the interim coach for the Blackhawks after Jeremy Colleton was fired last season, who, you know, always had a smile on his face, always brightened up the room during every interview. And when he was talking with the media regarding why Richardson wasn't around, he threw in his classic uh, bad shrimp comment. But it, it looks like there actually could be something going on with the Blackhawks right now. Uh, Tyler Johnson, yeah, a non-COVID-related illness cost him the game last night uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Pretty unfortunate for him. You know he really wanted to go uh, against a lot of his former teammates and you know, the team that he called his home for uh, quite a long time. And as a result, with Johnson not being able to play kind of last minute, the Blackhawks also weren't able to play either Mackenzie Entwistle nor Jujar Kara because they're both dealing with injuries right now, which I'll have a little bit more on coming up here in just a bit on this episode. 
Um, but with the Blackhawks only having 10 healthy forwards, they elected to dress seven defensemen last night. Caleb Jones was inserted into the lineup, but instead of him being used as the seventh defenseman, uh, Jones actually played on the fourth line at the wing last night, which was certainly uh, quite the interesting decision. And hey, one thing I will say, whenever the Blackhawks have gone with seven defensemen in the lineup over the past five, six, seven years, it feels like they never win the game. Feels like it never works out for the better for them. So maybe Luke Richardson was kind of aware of this fact. And we know he doesn't like going with seven defensemen in a lineup himself. So I guess he was just trying, I think, a, a different way to get Caleb Jones into the lineup. I don't know. It was a very odd situation. But I will say, I thought Caleb handled it pretty well, you know, seeing him on the four check, which is obviously something he hasn't done in forever. Uh, he said during the Blackhawks intermission report in an interview that he hasn't played forward since he was about 12 years old. So uh, basically half his life ago. And I thought Caleb Jones for kind of just being thrown into uh, thrown into the position, I thought he handled it pretty well. Um, but probably not something we're going to see from the Blackhawks again. Just kind of an odd circumstance. They weren't expecting Johnson, obviously, to not be able to play or else they would have recalled someone from Rockford, I'm sure. Um, but quite the interesting situation last night at the UC. Tyler Johnson is a last-minute scratch forces Caleb Jones to play at the forward position. And then also, uh, with the score tied 1-1 to going into the third period, Blackhawks announced that Patrick Kane would not be returning for the rest of the night. And we had caught some wind earlier on in the day that Patrick Kane was dealing with like some sort of lower body injury or potentially something with his knee. Uh, he had taken a, a hit into the boards late in the game on Sunday against the San Jose Sharks. And apparently that had kind of been bothering him. We heard about it at the morning skate. I guess, you know, he was good enough to suit up and start this game. But at some point along the way, um, apparently he was in some pain. And both he and Luke Richardson kind of came to the decision that it would be best for him not to return to action last night. And obviously, considering the status of Patrick Kane right now, could be a trade piece for the Blackhawks here in the next couple of months. You don't want to be pushing him through injury and with the Blackhawks not playing for anything. It just doesn't make any sense to force Patrick Kane to go back out on the ice when he's anything but 100%. Uh, but other than that, we don't really know too much about this injury for Patrick Kane right now as the Blackhawks have the day off. He is going to undergo some further evaluations and some further testing and uh, then I'm sure we'll know about his status for the next couple of games coming up this weekend. But hope for the best for 88. I know it's obviously been a really frustrating season for him so far. And rumor has it that's been kind of weighing on him and could eventually lead to him waiving his no movement clause at the trade deadline. Uh, but hopefully we get to see Patrick Kane healthy and back on the ice here sometime soon. And he avoided anything all that serious. But I will say at the moment, folks, it doesn't feel very likely that Patrick Kane is going to play on Friday night when the Blackhawks take on the Arizona Coyotes at the United Center because just a few moments ago, prior to me recording this episode, the Blackhawks recalled forwards Lucas Reichel and Brett Sini from the Rockford Icehogs of the AHL. And both Jujar Kara, uh, who's been dealing with a lower back issue, and Mackenzie Entwistle, 
who has a right wrist injury. Both of those two have been placed on injured reserve, retroactive though to December 27th, meaning that the Blackhawks can activate either player at any time they need to. Um, but for the time being, with Patrick Kane out, Jujar Kara and Mackenzie Entwistle obviously weren't healthy enough to play last night. They're still going through some stuff. Um, Tyler Johnson couldn't play last night due to a non-COVID-related illness. A bug could be going around the Blackhawks. Definitely feels like a wise decision for them to call up some support from Rockford. This kind of felt inevitable after the result of last night's game. And the reason why I say I don't believe Kaner is going to play on Friday night is because, well, again, there's absolutely no reason for the Blackhawks to force him back into the lineup unless he's 100% healthy and feels like he hasn't been here for the last stretch of games. Um, but also the Blackhawks, I believe, would not call Luke, recall Lucas Reichel from the AHL if he wasn't going to get time inside the Blackhawks' top six. I mean, they're not going to bring him up to go and play on the third line with Jason Dickinson or on the fourth line with Reese Johnson and Colin Blackwell. That's just not going to happen. No, they want to put him in a position to succeed if he's going to be up here uh, in a spot to play alongside some of the more skilled guys on the roster. But I am really stoked to see how Reichel is going to play here. We've obviously only seen him in one NHL game so far this season, kind of an emergency call-up out in Boston. And he's been tearing it up down in the A. He actually just had a beautiful game-winning goal in overtime to lift the Rockford Icehogs to victory. Reichel's up to 36 points in 32 games this season. He was a point-per-game guy, point guy last year. excuse me. Uh, he's picked up right where he left off. and has only gotten better and, and looked improved. And I, I do wonder if this is going to be, you know, obviously there's some things that tie into it, the health event, Whistle and Kara, Patrick Payne, how Tyler Johnson is feeling, whether or not this bug impacts other players. So it's kind of just a guess as to whether this is going to be a short stint for Reichel or, or a longer stint. But I do wonder if he goes out there and he plays well in a top six spot, I do wonder how long the Blackhawks consider having him up here in the NHL when Rockford is having a lot of success right now as a team. It's going to be an interesting decision for the Blackhawks to make, but I'm still really stoked to see what Reichel is going to have to offer. Hopefully in this stint, he can finally get the monkey off his back and tally his first NHL goal. You know the Blackhawks are going to put him in a position to do that either on the top line or on the second line. And then for Brett Sini, um, not really someone who's you know a prospect at this point. He's already 26 years old and He's going to be 27 here in just over a month, but he's another guy who's been tearing it up down in the A this season. He's got 38 points through 32 games, 14 goals, and 24 assists, and that actually has him as the second leading scorer in the entire league. So maybe Simi can kind of provide some much-needed offense for this team, although you know he's never really found the same consistent consistency at the NHL level so far in his career. But regardless, I'm still really excited to see him play in his first NHL game with the Blackhawks logo on his chest. And I feel like there's a really good chance that both of these guys are going to be in the lineup on Friday night when the Blackhawks take on the Arizona Coyotes for the first time this season. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Wednesday, January 4th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Make sure if you're not already to go and follow the show wherever you get your podcasts and go and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube. And you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Thanks again for making Locked On Blackhawks your first listen here to start off your day. 
For your second listen, make sure to go and check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with experts that only Locked On can provide. Excuse me, Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2. Or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, it's going to do it here for the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.